Welcome to the Real Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Lambert. In an hour when deception and apostasy is rampant on earth, the need for proclaiming the real truth has never been more desperate. Jesus prophesied, An hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Proclaiming the real truth of the written and rhema prophetic word of God that he is revealing in this hour concerning the church Jesus is building is our goal. Affecting real change in the hearts and minds of believers in Christ in order to fulfill the purposes and plans of God is our purpose. This is Stephen Lambert. On this podcast, I want to talk about the topic of abuse of power by U.S. state governors, and that is having to do with during this COVID-19 national and global shutdown. I'm basing this podcast upon an article that I published on Spirit Life magazine in which I wrote about a video press release published on June the 2nd, 2020, hosted by Reverend Dr. Jonathan Hansen, who is the president and CEO of World Ministries International, and attorney Stephen Pigeon, who in my view presented a very cogent but alarming overview of the nascent abuse of power by state governors of the United States during this COVID-19 national shutdown. The case the two men make in this video presentation is that numerous U.S. state governors are exploiting the COVID-19 national shutdown to initiate an orchestrated and likely coordinated move toward tyrannical dictatorial governance via overt contravention of various U.S. Constitution provisions, their state constitutions, and their oath of office to uphold same. These mostly Democrat socialist governors are misusing the auspices of their office to seize political advantage of the ongoing, what some are calling, pandemic scenario that began in March to advance their extreme liberal agendas by suddenly behaving like fascist dictators of many undeveloped undemocratized nations in the world, past and present. This purported pandemic, so classified by the World Health Organization, WHO, WHO, in February this year, caused, they said, by a novel coronavirus that is also referred to as SARS-CoV-2, classified by WHO, as COVID-19, 
ostensibly originating in Wuhan, China, and first identified by scientists in November 2019. While the WHO and the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC, in the U.S. have been frantically advancing the global pandemic narrative and advocating the consequential national shutdown scenario based on infections morbidity statistics, the statistics and calculus on which their claims are predicated have been seriously questioned by steadfastly increasing numbers of healthcare providers medical scientists, and even expert statisticians. Dr. Hansen opines in the video that the actions taken by the political leaders of this nation, as well as many other nations, reflect a presupposition that this outbreak is, or will eventually become, worse than all other pandemics in the nation's history including the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic, the worst on record, or the Black Death Plague, or bubonic plague, that transpired in the mid-14th century worldwide, predominantly in Eurasia, North Africa, and Europe, resulting in an estimated 75 to 200 million deaths worldwide. Yet, invariably and ubiquitously across the states, the statistics demonstrate that a very high percentage of people who contract the virus survive it. To support that assessment, an up-to-the-minute statistical dashboard provided by Johns Hopkins Center for Systems Science and Engineering just moments before the publication of the article I'm reading indicates that out of 2,114,026 and quote-unquote confirmed cases of infection, in the U.S., 116,127 resulted in death. That calculates to a morbidity or death rate of roughly 5.5%, which is nowhere near the morbidity rates predicted by the CDC and WHO back in January and February when the pandemic was first announced. In the interim, a mass of information by numerous credible medical scientists and providers has emerged in the public discussion, casting the agencies et al. predictions, methodologies, conclusions, and motivations that have formed the primary premises for the nascent national and global shutdown into serious disrepute. One major verified factor in all the controversy regarding several skewed death numbers is the coding system used by medical personnel and care facilities to classify infections to deaths 
and administrators pressuring, or in some cases, instructing physicians to classify the cause of death as COVID-19 for patients who tested positive for COVID-19, though the actual cause was more likely other underlying pre-existing health issues because medical facilities receive $5,000 for non-COVID-19 deaths, $13,000 for COVID-19 related deaths, and a whopping $39,000 for COVID-19 deaths for patients who were placed on respirators and died in compensation from Medicare. A previous article published on Spirit Life magazine capsulized our view of the current scenario. Quote, in time, in the aftermath of this sad chapter in our nation's history, it will eventually be determined to have been an overreaction of an exponential magnitude. Again, as cited above, among the leading causes of death annually in the United States are heart disease, 647,457, cancer, 599,108, accidents, 169,936, chronic lower respiratory diseases, 160,201, stroke, 146,383, Alzheimer's disease, 121,404, diabetes, 83,564, influenza and pneumonia, 55,672, and suicide, 47,173. But have we ever shut down the nation due to any of these morbidity causes? Never. Why? Because to shut down the nation it's economic engines that produce the monetary funding required to financially support the most prosperous nation in the history of man in particular, would be utter insanity and totally irrational. That's why. The inescapable fact is people die. Since inconsequential to the fall of man in the Garden of Eden 6,000 years ago, that has been the stark fact. No one, no nation, has ever or can ever stop people from dying. Not in this age. Whether they die of coronavirus or another of the many causes of death, natural and unnatural, people will continue to die. But you can't shut down an entire nation in an attempt to stop people from dying. That 
is completely irrational. And when this nation finally comes to its collective senses and reopens the entire nation, people will continue to die. And it will be clear that the national shutdown did nothing to effect a cessation of death of our citizenry, whether from COVID-19 or the other myriad morbidity causes. If you're looking for a human to blame for that, his name is certainly not Donald, but rather Adam. Are you enjoying this podcast? Would you take just a minute to think about all the precious resources it takes to produce and make available a resource such as this? Time, talent, thinking, planning, preparing, studying, writing, editing, organizing, recording, audio editing, a multiplicity of post-production and publishing tasks, and on and on it goes. The big professional news and media companies employ 10 to 20 people to produce a presentation such as this podcast at a cost of hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you enjoy the program, would you be so kind as to take a minute and pray to ask God if he would have you lend a helping hand our way in the form of financial support? In about 30 seconds, you can donate at paypal.me forward slash SLM Inc. Again, that's paypal.me forward slash SLMINC to make a donation of any amount. Your gifts would be so greatly appreciated and used for the glory of God in the production of this program. Thank you. And may the Lord bless you abundantly for your generosity and graciousness. Now, let me give you some facts about the COVID-19 virus. Under a microscope, the unmistakable and obvious signature of Satan, who is the God, Prince, ruler of this world, according to numerous scripture passages, can be seen. Coronaviruses were so named because the virus appears similar to a crown. This is Satan's signature as the God, the Prince, the ruler of this world. Jesus himself referred to Satan as the Prince and ruler of this world. The COVID-19 name was ascribed to the virus by the World Health Organization, that is, CO stands for Corona, and the VI for virus, and the D for disease. The virus originated in Wuhan, China, and was first identified in November 2019. Coronaviruses were first discovered in the 1930s. Human coronaviruses were discovered in the 1960s. Two strains of the common cold have been identified as human coronaviruses. And in modern times, there have been five major coronavirus outbreaks, most involving serious respiratory tract infections, including SARS-CoV in 2003 
HCOV NL63 in 2004, HKU1 in 2005, MERS-CoV in 2012, and SARS-CoV-2 in 2019. So, coronaviruses certainly are nothing new. And, in fact, this one has thus far proved to be much less deadly than many of the previous outbreaks, since the first was so identified. The best and most reliable information regarding the genesis of the virus indicates it was first identified by infectious disease scientists in November 2019 after it began circulating in Wuhan, China, causing a massive outbreak of illness in that region. At this hour, that aspect of the microbe's release and resultant spread is largely unquestioned. But the actual origins of the quote-unquote novel coronavirus remains a matter of widespread question and debate. A large body of evidence is surfacing supporting an alleged hypothesis that the virus was quote-unquote engineered in a UNC laboratory by a Chinese exchange scientist working on a NIAID grant project, funded by WHO, whose biggest contributor is Bill Gates and the Gates Foundation, who, of course, is the number one advocate in the world for control of the global spread of the disease via reportedly yet undeveloped, but soon to be developed, vaccines. Of course, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who is accredited with discovery of the HIV source, has been the director of the NIAID since 1984 and personally enriched by hundreds of millions of dollars generated by his personal stakes in scores of infectious disease medicines and vaccines development of which was funded largely by billions of dollars of vast grant funding provided by none other than Bill Gates and his network of quote-unquote humanitarian foundations. The UNC project was conducted under the auspices and oversight of NIAID. The bottom line of the massive amount of emerging information relative to the cause behind the COVID-19 national and global shutdown is strong evidence that the virus itself is a product of Chinese engineering, i.e. biological warfare funded by a highly complex and monumental money laundering scheme from Bill Gates and propagated first in China and subsequently through infected human agents traveling from China to the United States and other nations across the globe. 
Early on after the spread began in China, President Trump, obviously based on intelligence information concerning the potential plague developing in this nation, banned ingress travel from China and ordered identification and mandatory quarantine of recent travelers from China prior to the ban and subsequently rolled out the national shutdown. This is Stephen Lambert. We trust you're enjoying this episode of the Real Truth Podcast. You can submit your comments and questions at realtruthradio.com. Now, I want to talk to you about the politically motivated attacks against the President of the United States. Predictably, in the ensuing multi-month aftermath, political opponents have viciously attacked Trump for not having done enough, quickly enough, though it is clear the information he was being given by representatives of the various governmental agencies involved in this unpredictable and unprecedented potential national disaster was highly conflicting contested, ambiguous, vague, and in more cases than not, politically tainted and motivated. Added to the confusion and chaos converging at the Oval Office was the undeniable fact that the leadership of many of the governmental agencies advising the president were, and still are, completely compromised and constrained by their vast personal financial interests in the multifaceted remedial components such as an expansive national crisis would entail, coupled with the far-left political agendas, many of these highly paid career bureaucrats that essentially run the federal government from their ivory tower penthouse offices dotting the expansive Potomac environs of Washington, D.C. Now let's take a look at the New World Order proponents behind this pandemic and national shutdown. In their video presser, Drs. Hansen and Pigeon laid the foundation with a plethora of recent published headlines and reports by various news sources and commentators supporting their argument that numerous Fabian socialist state governors have used the COVID-19 pandemic as a premise to begin instituting a state-level communistic Bolshevik-type takeover of the nation through a myriad of unlawful, unconstitutional, autocratic actions and activities via endless series of executive orders under the guise of COVID-19 pandemic mitigation measures supposedly designed for the well-being, protection, and safety of the citizenry. These protection and safety mitigation measures, however, are facially unlawful and therefore unenforceable. But far beyond that, 
the two commentators allege the actions of these rogue Marxist governors is seditious and warrant immediate forcible removal from office by President Trump under the auspices of the 1807 Insurrection Act. Lawsuit Filed in Federal Court Attorney Pigeon in the video specifically calls for the immediate removal of office and arrest of Jay Inslee, Democratic governor of the state of Washington, for multiple violations of this federal law and specific violations of the U.S. and Washington state constitutions, which he enumerates in his presentation and in a federal lawsuit he filed on behalf of nine Washingtonian clients, quote, and other Washingtonians similarly situated, end quote. The lawsuit alleges that without legal authority, Governor Inslee declared an emergency following one confirmed death initiated a proclamation which impermissibly barred expression protected by the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, initiated a proclamation which constitutes a taking pursuant to the Fifth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, initiated a proclamation which discriminates against classes of persons in violation of the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. The complaint argues a facial challenge to Inslee's authority to take the actions he predicated on denial of both substantive and procedural due process regarding liberty and property interests and other protections afforded by the First, Fifth, and Fourteenth Amendments. It contends also that Inslee's decisions and proclamations allowed marijuana dispensaries, Costco, Walmart, Lowe's, and Home Depot to remain open while closing wedding planners, pizzerias, hair salons, auto dealerships, such as the businesses of the plaintiffs, and that, quote, Inslee's proclamations are not simply unjust, arbitrary, and capricious. They are discriminatory and violate the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment, end quote. The case for Democratic governors exceeding their authority. Host Hansen cited from news articles numerous additional incidents of state governors exceeding the legal authority of their office. For example, on May 14, 2020, Jay Inslee, Democratic governor of the state of Washington, where both video panelists resigned, announced that as the state begins to relax restrictions and open up its economy, health officials will focus on, quote, contact tracing, end quote, and isolation of infected individuals that will be identified by a phalanx of 1,371 newly employed and trained, quote, contact tracers, end quote. 
who would begin work the next day, along with the existing 390 members of the Department of Licensing, 630 state and local health professionals, and, quote-unquote, aided by 351 armed members of the National Guard, whose role, reasonable thought, would assume is enforcement and security for these state bureaucrats, reminiscent to many of the Nazi SS officers who were sent through the streets of Germany to mark Jewish citizens with the Star of David during Hitler's reign of terror leading up to World War II, prior to being summarily executed in mass gas chambers by firing squads or hanged. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Real Truth. I'm Stephen Lambert. Please subscribe to the podcast, share with your friends, and visit realtruthradio.com to join our mailing list. Be sure to tune in to the next edition of The Real Truth. Until then, this is Stephen Lambert reminding you that with God, all things are possible, and all things work together for good to them who love God and are called according to His purpose.